We live. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiasts, where I'm here with my sister, Sandra. And I've known Sandra for a long time, and she's been about this entrepreneur life since the beginning. Um, she was a half entrepreneur, mm-hmm. as we call them first, and then she crossed over fully. You know, she has DTR events. She's helped launch some incredible lines, some clothing brands, uh, some athleisure wear brands, some cannabis brands. And she's had her hands in a lot of the, the branding of a lot of personal brands just being started. And, and I'm glad to have you here today because... I get people that try to ping me an expert in branding. I'm like, nah, like it's two different phases of marketing. And we talk about that all the time. Like you need branding, you need marketing, you need sales, but they're not all the same. Exactly. And all of them take different expertise and different focus. So yeah, branding happens to be my favorite. So yeah. How's, why is branding your favorite? I kind of fell into branding. So I started off as doing event production that was my thing and then as I started kind of scaling my own business I kind of did all the branding myself yeah so I just made my own logo um I started like coming up with my own graphics things like that and then um I kind of started liking it a lot just the branding aspect of it and then uh when I moved to New York for a job opportunity at Maersk Line uh even though my role was event production uh marketing it was in the marketing department so i did a lot of uh training on marketing and branding just Mm. by being in that role and i fell in love with it training is the key word yeah lots of training uh we went to copenhagen for a marketing conference just learning it was amazing like it was amazing just learning about what keeps brands big you know what sets people apart uh why these brands are still what they are how they innovate how they disrupt the industry I learned a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of fell into it. But as soon as I got a hold of it, like I fell in love and then I got a hold of Canva. Uh, I started mm-hmm. I had one uh, health and wellness client um, who I ended up doing a business with, ended up partnering with Sweat and Soul Fitness. So um, I we were building the brand and uh, I stumbled upon Canva by one of my virtual assistants. They put me on it and I kind of just taught myself self-taught. So I learned how to basically do graphic designing using that platform. But I mean, I yeah. could do just about anything. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to bring the brands to life myself instead of having to depend on a graphic designer and stuff like that. So once I kind of got a hold of it, touching the graphics and colors and all that stuff myself, it just kind of, went from there it went crazy from there it's just you know got been up it. since then <laughs> you said something interesting like you got into branding and i feel like i got in my field because i just liked it mm-hmm. um, a lot of people tend to get in these fields because they just like it but then you followed up with you had training just liking it is not just enough and like no. and and what do you feel separates you from the average person so that's like you know i could pick up Canva, I can pick some colors, I can match some things, like, because I understand, like, my wife's an interior designer, and I didn't really, I thought anybody could just pick furniture. Right. It wasn't until we got married, I realized that, and seeing her doing her work, I realized that, you know what, that's not the case. Mm-mm. It's more into it, and, it, and and people don't realize, and they just pick things, and it's done, but it's like, it's a lot more into it. Yeah. When did you realize that, and, and what separates you from that? I, I know the secret sauce, but what, what separates you from that? 
Really? Um, I'm a self-taught type of girl. Like, so whenever I see something that I like, even with, when it came to event production, 10 years ago, you know, there wasn't a degree you could get for marketing and branding, especially no, no. digital marketing didn't even really exist. No, no. Um, it's, it still it's all, it's all kind of new. So if you wanted to learn something, you had to really teach yourself. You had to buy a workshop. You had to buy a workbook. You had to get one of those downloads and you yep. had to learn it yourself if you really wanted to learn anything. And honestly, that's what I've never been afraid to do. I've always been really keen on just like, okay, what are the trends? Like what are going on? Like what, you know, catches people eyes? How can I learn that? How can I get better? Um, I'm really big on learning. I think that's what sets me apart. Um, and then um, I really study like what the best brands do. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't try to like see what's going on around me and, work in competition or that what are no, some of your favorite like, brands so chanel mm -hmm. nike mm -hmm. um nike takes a lot of risk yeah nike nike is definitely one of my favorites apple yeah. love apple you know what i mean those are kind of like the big brands i feel like that have stood the test of time as far as using yeah. innovation disrupting their own industry um consistent like branding and stuff like that those are just to name a few i feel like the my favorite brand though eventually be one that i create so got it got yeah. it. And, and it and it takes a, a lot to be able to do that and it takes a lot of learning mm -hmm. those, those sources i'm a big student of, of youtube university you mm -hmm. know that and you can find a lot on youtube where do you learn and how do you continue to get better at that craft when there's no measuring stick of success the measuring stick of success because anyone could go get hired i think you told me this as somebody out there said marketing should only cost five hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. <laughs> and like i break it down where okay you pay somebody five hundred dollars a month to think about selling your brand if that person's working every week that's about 125 dollars a week to sell your brand so if that, how many hours do you expect that person to work? 10 hours, f let's say they're working five hours, 10 hours a week on your brand. That's two hours a day. Right. So you're telling me that person's only worth 10, $15 an hour when they're out studying all these things. And it's like, how, how can you set what it should cost when it comes to marketing when you haven't put in the work? Yeah. So, so where are sources that you've been able to enhance your skills and take your skills to the next level? I mean, I'm trying to see if I can like narrow it down to one source, but if I'm completely, completely honest with you guys, I Google and Google I look at shit. everything. Yeah. You got to. So that like, shit. let's say I'm looking for, and I, and I, I've been Googling for like years. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, that's really how I learned everything. Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but like I literally Googled it and then I would basically use my intuition to let me figure out like, okay, this source looks like pretty good Absolutely. and then read more. Absolutely. And I always read about like five or six different types of sources to kind of make sure because everyone always ends up saying the same thing. You know, when you start to do your research, you realize that the truth always kind of stands out. You know, mm -hmm. you'll have 
10 different people's write an article about the same thing, but there's a consistency that you'll be able to see in all of those articles that you can be like, okay, everybody is saying this, you know what I mean? I'm always searching like, okay, what are the best marketing products? What are the best digital marketing products? And of course you have some people, you have some brands that pay to be on the top of search. So yeah. I understand that. I'm aware of that. It's like, I know that. So, yeah. cause some people are like, you can't believe everything on Google. I was like, girl, I've been Googling since Google is even a thing. I know how yeah. to be able to tell what's up, what's SEO and what's not like we do that. Like we, Before. we put you at the top. So yeah. we know what to look for and what not to look for. But again, like there's a consistency, like when things work, everyone writes about it yep. and they all end up saying the same thing. So I Google and I always, you know, whatever question I ask, I don't ever assume like there's no answer to it. Like, Got I don't it. care what it is. Like if I'm writing something, I'm talking to a client and I have a question, I will Google the question end to end. You yep. know what I mean? And then there will be enough, even if I'm looking over like 10 pages, you know, yeah. of searches, there's going to be something there and there's going to be enough consistencies that let me know, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so right now I'm actually writing a book um, called The Foundation of a Timeless Brand. And so I'm doing a lot of research. Um, I'm reading this one book called The Brand Flip by Marty Philman. I think that's his name. I'm reading this other book called uh, How to Be Contagious. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. And then um, the one, a few like other product, uh, project management books. I'm going to read all Got of it. it. I'm also just researching like, you know, as far as like top brands, like what they've done in the last 10 years to stand the test of time. Because um, they've all done the same thing. That's yeah. the crazy part. Like all these brands that you see, even the ones that I've named, they all have similar traits and they all do the same thing that keep them consistent, you know, yeah. and that keep them up there. Um, so even just researching this book has been exciting because a lot of the stuff we talk about that we just feel like we know yeah. we're right. You know what I mean? Like it's what the big dogs You're is right. doing. Like we're, we're right. right. You know we're what I mean? Right. Like, and I'm excited to really be able to get all this information like in one book and really yeah. empower Brands that deserve to be luxury, you know what I mean? That just don't know what it takes, you know what I mean? But there's certain things you have to do to make your brand timeless, to make your brand luxury, to make your brand, you know, stand the test of time. And it's not all about money. It's not all yeah. about, you know what I mean? There's, there's not all about it's money. not all about, you know, flash, you know what I mean? You'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, more to come. More to come. More to so, come. So, we were blessed before a pandemic to be able to travel. Um, mm -hmm. And we got to take our talents to Tokyo. Yes. And that was a wonderful experience on its own. If anybody's ever been to Tokyo, it's probably one of the best places ever to just be at and go to. And Sandra taught a course, Content in Canva. And it was received very well. Yeah, and, that was um, the first time I taught. And I was so nervous. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah, it, but it was great, though. It was, And you taught in front of an audience that, like, Tokyo, you know, was foreign. And, like... Wow, it was cute. It was. It, yeah, you, it was. and you, But you did it. And, like, seeing that there, I think it really helped a lot of people that were there take their brands to another level because mm -hmm. they were able to do simple things like learn how to make their own branding kit, mm -hmm. you know, learn how to choose their, their logos, their color schemes, you know, what type of content they want to put out and have them help them think about the content they want to be able to produce. Mm -hmm. You know, how have tools like Canva helped you take your brand to the next level? Canva changed my life. Like Ooh, I can't even. Canva changed your life. I can't even. Have you tried the new Photoshop Canva? Just tried it. Have you tried? Just snuck into it. The Photoshop. It's Canva? like a yeah. Photoshop, Adobe. Mm -hmm. Adobe has a 
a, a Canva version in their suite. Yeah, I, I might have played with that a little bit. Um, Adobe does have that. They I are, played with it. it. It's I called Spark. It. Have you played with Spark? Adobe Spark? I, I, That's yeah, like I've a Canva. That. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty. It, it it does its thing. I mean, yeah. Canva. Canva changed my life. Well, what, what, what is Canva for people that don't know? Yes. Canva so Canva it? to me is basically like an online tool. So everything is online. That's the first thing that changed the game for me. Everything mm -hmm. is on the cloud. Um, and it has like tons of templates and different, you know, tools that you can use to create graphics. Yeah. Um, and I've been with Canva since Canva started. Yeah. And hey, Canva. Yeah. Canva shows me love, though. I'm about to. They uh, show us love. Yeah, they do show us love. I'm about to, I'm about to like ramp it up and probably do a few like workshops just showing people how to use canva because yeah. as you know a marketing director and then as an event planner graphic designing was never ever a part of my vibe like yeah. i never ever always outsourced it. it but it got to a certain point where it's like okay like i would be creating an Jinx. email i'd be creating a graphic and i knew exactly what i wanted it to look like yeah but I just didn't have the tools to do to it. it. But I yeah. knew exactly what it needed to look like. So I would yeah. have to pay someone 50 bucks to do it, right? Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, that's how long ago I used to pay for flyers when it was 50 bucks. Yeah. I remember? Uh, but yeah, so um, I would pay someone to do it. Then I need one edit. And I would have to pay them again for another edit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it got to the point where, like, dang, I could have done this myself. Shout out to Cosmo. I used to Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo, Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmo definitely held it down. Shout um, out to Cosmo. That's, that man taught me my work ethic. I yeah, will tell you that. That was yeah, my first boss. Like, taught me my work ethic. We'd be in the lab from 8 to 8. Yeah. Every, I, yeah. I, you know, I had a client, um, and we, we were making flyers for events, and... He's a little older and he wanted like a, a flyer like that's the old school yeah, flyer yeah. that has like all the stuff. And I'm like, man, name, date, location. Yeah. That's all people need. Time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need nothing else. Nothing like, else. It's, it's all changed. You know what I mean? Because flyers used to have to print flyers and put them on car doors and stuff yeah. like that. So <laughs> they had to be vivid. They had to be, you know what I mean? Man, but now. Shout out to everyone that's put flyers on, on a car door. You remember them days? That's, that's the old school advertising. Like yeah. that's how, that was marketing back in yeah. the day. Put in flyers on door and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely worked. But no, before Canva, I was dealing, you know, with graphic designers like Cosmo and it was great. But again, like there would be certain designs that were so simple that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I started learning and the next thing you know, it's just, it got so easy for me because I realized that like everything that I wanted to create was in my head. Yeah. I knew exactly what I wanted it to look like. And yeah, I could tell you like my creativity comes from, I don't know where it comes from. It comes from just me getting to know myself. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The more like chill I got, the more like, less of fucks I started to give like the more Don't like creativity no creativity started coming and the ideas just come from nowhere so I'll literally have a client and like we'll be like coming up with something and it'll just come and I'll just make it you know what I mean yeah. so Canva gave me that ability to be able to create and then charge you know what I mean and then yep. it's like next thing you know I have this whole agency you know what I mean really just using Canva I mean like we have we use other things when we need to you yeah. know don't get it twisted but there's it, it has so many features and I know exactly what I need it to look like. You know what I mean? That it's definitely been working for me. So yeah. 
And then I think as far as like having your own brand and being able to maintain that consistency that looks like your Nikes, your, you know, your big brands, Canva has been very instrumental in that because yep. it'll help you keep the same colors, the same logo, the same positioning, everything um, based on like their little brand kit that they have. So I think it's great for brands and, you know, agencies, all of that. Got it. And so, so when you you mentioned one thing that was that was important you mentioned you you mentioned virtual assistants mm-hmm. and you mentioned outsource that shit outsource that shit outsource that shit speak on creating a system through canva and how you can work engage with your team mm-hmm. uh, how you can engage with clients uh how you can really build a brand and scale coming from your agency owner perspective. Yeah. So again, um, cause we, we speak to the young entrepreneur and I want to get people that want to be mini Sanders out here to understand, like, how do I get my agency started? Like, okay, I'll go, I'll go get Canva, you know, for a virtual assistant. I outsource something like how, how do I become you in a sense? Yeah. Well, it can't be you. Yeah. It can't be me, but you shouldn't want to be me. You should want to be yourself. But anyways, I would definitely first recommend figuring out what aspects of the marketing or agency thing that you love. Figure that out first, because that's going to save you fatigue. Yeah, don't burn out. Whatever you don't like to do, don't try to figure it out. (laughs) Man, man. Do not try to figure it out. You know what I mean? And that's just if you're trying to start an agency. If you're just trying to be like your own consultant and do your thing, yeah, like get your hands dirty but if you're trying to start an agency i think that's any business yeah really figure out what you like to do and then figure out what you don't like to do immediately what you don't like to do you're gonna have to put in the plans to outsource that so just start with that now as far as you know managing clients and using canva um i would moving forward you know any client that wants to work with me must have a complete brand guideline handbook ebook so i need to know your colors your logo your positioning your fonts um your tone of voice are you sarcastic are you witty are you exciting you get what i'm saying when when should should you introduce a brand guideline like when does that come in your business um immediately immediately first thing you need to do is like website domain Instagram accounts, brand guidelines. Brand guidelines, because your brand guidelines is going to set what your website, your Instagram, and all that would look like. And a lot of people think it doesn't matter. That's the thing with branding. And I used to be that person, too. Like, I used to think, like, it doesn't matter what your brand identity is, what your logo is, like, what your mission statement is. Like, no one gives a fuck. No one reads your mission statement or your core values. But what you don't understand is when you have all of those components in your brand, it gives you a personality. Mm -hmm. And that personality becomes bigger than you. You know what I mean? Like if you have a brand that has a mission statement with like different values and different attributes, next thing you know, when you're creating social media, it's going to be easy because you already know, okay, this post needs to be witty. This post needs to be, you know, sophisticated because that's what our core values are. Or whenever things are happening, like let's say, let's say there's like, you know, a controversy going on based on your brand values, you can stand up for it on your social media because that goes in line with what you stand what you already value you know what i mean i'm really off of the everyone just becoming an activist just to be an activist if your brand values are taking care of children if there's something going on with children and you speak about it that makes sense do you get what i'm saying but just talking to talk you know what i mean that 
lets me know you don't have much of a brand identity because you're just talking. You know what I mean? So. Well, you know, this was this was great. Um, we we didn't we didn't get deep deep in the veggies, but then we, that gives us room to have you come back. Yeah, on for Entrepreneur sure. Tuesday, it's bringing some friends on the show too. Yes, because we like talking to all entrepreneurs, and our goal is to really help the young entrepreneur learn how to thrive and navigate and become an entrepreneur. Um, it's a, it's a, a long road, a lonely road at times, but I think if other entrepreneurs are able to communicate, we're able to discuss these things and really learn like the hows. like someone told me the other day that everyone gives the a B and then Z, but nobody gives the C D Y E G Y have all the stuff in between. Right. So, you know, that's what we want to be able to offer here at the Entrepreneur Enthusiast Podcast and and really help entrepreneurs grow. So if you guys were listening to this episode, check in with us. Um, definitely go to fluentsolution.com and download our entrepreneur toolkit. Um, it definitely will help your business grow. If you want to get our, our, our one of our value packages, you'll get on a call with me. We'll help I'll help your business grow, help you with some automations, help you with some email marketing, text marketing and all that good stuff uh this episode is sponsored by me and the <laughs> dr events and uh we'll talk to you soon and thank you for tuning in to the entrepreneur enthusiasts thank you